Invasion. So Secret Invasion is the latest Disney Plus show to drop um, here, and it, it sure dropped all right. Um, dropped those ratings real good. Uh, and this is starring Samuel Jackson, who is returning as his character Nick Fury, Nicholas J. Fury, I should say. And uh, it is all about the invasion of scrolls. Scrolls are amongst us. Um, if you remember from the Captain Marvel movie, um, they were without a planet. They came here. Um, and kind of one of the missions at the end of that movie uh, was like, hey, you know, we're going to be working on me. And Nick, uh, Nick Fury and Carol Dan was like, hey, we're going to help you try to find a planet in that meantime. Um, well, it's been 30 years later. They still don't have a planet. And Kingsley Benadir, who's graphic, kind of comes to the conclusion, you know what? Why don't we just take this planet? You know, why not we just take Earth? It's right here. We're already on it already. Let's just do that. And Nick Fury has to kind of come back. You know, he was in uh, what's that called? Uh, AIM, right? Where he's in space. That's called AIM, right? Oh, no. Uh, what's the name of the space station he's in? Saber. Saber. Right. Saber. He's in Saber. Decides to come back to Earth. Um, it's like I have to, you know, right or wrong that I did. I'm, you know, responsible for these scrolls. I'm the one that, you know, these end up working for me. Kingsley, uh, Kingsley Benadir, his character, Gravik, was one that was working for Fury's spy network that he had on, um, that he kind of taught them a lot of these espionage-type skills. So he does feel very, very responsible uh, for them and, and for their place on this planet. Um, so that's kind of the setup here uh, that you have up of this series. Um, when I saw the trailer for this, uh, for this series, I was very excited. One, it's Samuel Jackson. We get to, I was like, Hey, we're going to get to expand upon him more as a character of Nick Fury. We're going to get more espionage stuff. Um, I think the trailer was promising that we're kind of going to do a little bit more winter soldier, go back to that aspect of the MCU. We're going to stop with all the, the jokey jokes. That's always been a main complaint with the MCU stuff is that it's too jokey too too focused on comedy um, here. It's like, Hey, we're going to be a little bit more darker. We're going to be a little bit more, you know, a noir type style. Um, and they spent $222 million on this, on a six-episode Disney Plus miniseries. Don't know exactly where all that money went. Um, couldn't have all, majority couldn't have all gone to Samuel Jackson, so I don't know where all that money went. But, yeah, a very, very expensive show uh, for a series that when it was all said and done with, I mean, it's kind of getting pummeled. It's one of the lowest rated um, Disney Plus shows. Um, the final episode is one of the lowest rated Disney Plus, I mean, MCU anything. It's at like, I think it was last time I looked on Rotten Tomatoes, what, 8%? Uh, last time I looked uh, about around there. Uh, let me make Yikes. sure. But um, So it is, yeah. Um, it's kind of one of the, some of the lowest rated things they've kind of done so far. Um I'm going to pass it around, uh, get you guys kind of thoughts on the series. Dusk, I know you said you had a lot to say about this show, um, watching it. Let me get your thoughts on it. Uh, okay. Um, so the entire series starts off with uh, Samuel Jackson as Nick Fury coming back into the spotlight, having to deal with a possible scroll invasion, being called out of retirement after trying to protect the Earth with Saber after the events of the Endgame. And what is his reward for showing back up to try to get back in the spy game to do one last run or get back into the cause? He gets told repeatedly how old and broken he is and how depressed he is and how uh, useless he is and that he should have stayed back in his spaceship. He's told by uh, Talos that everything he ever did didn't matter because at the end of the day, they did all his spy work for him. Not only removing all the, the, the rule of cool from Nick Fury, but also removing his agency and his ability of uh, being the spy spy who had a backup plan for a backup plan. Miranda, uh, what's her name? Miranda something. Uh, you mean? Uh, Maria Hale. Maria Hale, sorry. Maria, Maria Hale. Kobe, yeah, Kobe uh, Smolders as his uh, right hand uh, right hand agent tells him that he should have just stayed in the stayed in the ship, and that everything he ever did, uh, he's not the same man anymore. Ever since Endgame, that even though he, the whole reason he assembled the Avengers was to prevent something like this, and that 
as a spy, being a spy spy, he knew what was coming. And the only thing he probably regretted was that, damn, I'm one of the people being taken out. I, I would have kept on going. This whole series is just one long setup of telling the audience that, okay, Nick Fury is out of the game. He's down on his luck. He can't do this. But hey, audience, we're going to pick him back up. He's going to get dissed off. He's going to become the Samuel, uh, the Nick Fury that you guys know and love. And he's going to come back swinging. To hell with everyone else telling him. Uh, no, actually. He's just a sad old broken man who doesn't could have not been in this entire show. And the events would have turned out just the same. Because the real main character of this show is uh, Gaia. Played by uh, Emily Clark of uh, Game of Thrones fame. And she's really the main character here. And... Uh, Somewhere along the lines, at one point, uh, King uh, Kingsley Benadire uh, playing graphic uh, shows up and acts terribly and uh, overacts and chews the scenery. And then eventually they get into an over CGI fight in your spy thriller series that ends with a bang and leaves her to be the most powerful uh, scroll and superhero or villain in the universe. And then he goes back up in a spaceship clapping his hands going well my job is done mm. that's what it felt like watching this entire series is uh wow uh whoever wrote this needs to be fired whoever greenlit needs to, this to be fi to fired i i'm actually happy that the strikes are happening because if these people get let go afterwards that's that they need to improve their craft because they weren't ready for prime time $212 million is invested in this move in this series, and it was wasted. Wasted. Mm. It wasted my time. It wasted the audience's time. And most importantly, it it uh tainted the legacy of Nick Fury and Samuel L. Jackson's character, who has been going on for almost 10 plus years. Everyone who worked on this show should feel ashamed of themselves. And if there's any, is it, and I don't think a reboot will fix any of this. Mm. I think the MCU from here on out is, is mostly dead. Because mm. this builds into everything else. And there's not much you can go back to after you've ruined and changed and retconned and undid all the cool that Nick Fury had been built up over that time. Nick Fury deserved a better show than this, but that's not what he got. Mm. I leave it to the rest of you guys. Uh yeah I, wow <laughs> I wish I could be a little bit more positive here but I I honestly feel the same way as you desk just because I honestly was actually pretty excited for Secret Invasion because I I don't really know anything about like the comics or anything like I know a little bit about the scrolls based on like the whole um Captain Marvel like aspect and I thought like any like it could be kind of like an invasion of the body snatchers like type. Uh, type show and just kind of like having like oh you don't really know uh, who is who and stuff like that and having like that mystery I feel like the show tried to do something like that but every single time like 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 a scroll was like revealed I didn't care I didn't care at all like throughout this entire show and I feel like that is like that th that's a huge misstep especially like like what you just said Dusk about like just all these really likable characters, like even like Amelia Clark's like character, just kind of like, like you like seeing her on screen, and then Samuel L. Jackson like having like ten years of like that character. The fact that I was watching like this entire show and I didn't care about anything that was going on is a like that's a huge problem for the MCU, and even like, like th like the bad taste in my mouth like when the show first started and seeing like that horrific AI intro. Uh, like that Disney. I, if they Disney spent like two, like ha nearly half of that on like that that AI intro. Whoever did that needs to be fired. To be honest, whoever did that intro or like approved that, especially like like in the times that we're living in mm -hmm. with like the, with the strikes and how AI is threatening pretty much all of our jobs. Yeah. Like that is it. That I I feel like ever since I saw that and I all all the news that came out about that. Like this show left a bad taste in my mouth. Since, since Every, everyone involved, everything involved needs mm -hmm. to be fired. Every mm. everyone in the team involved, the director absolutely needs to be fired, and he never needs to work in this kind of production again. He hasn't earned it. 
And the more he keeps talking, the more he keeps showing off. Uh, in an interview recently, he asked the question, as a director, by the way, of a TV series, he asked, is it our job to satisfy the audience? And I'm like, yes, you're a director of a major production. That's what we, we the audience, pay you to do. It's not. It's, like, it's one thing to be the starving artist and making your art and putting your own blood, sweat, and tears into your own craft. I have a deep respect for that and a deep love for that kind of craft. I have my deepest respects for the, for the people trying to write things, going outside the Hollywood system. I love, love indie films. I love them to death. I watch Film Threat all the time. I always look at the indie circuit. I always try to do go to uh, different circuits, try to do, buy Blu-rays and DVDs and get things so I can personally own them to give the money directly as best I can. But when you're in charge of this kind of a production and you just have a, well, it's just a conversation I'm going to have with the audience. This is direct quotes. I'm going to, it's a conversation with the audience. I put my conversation and the audience will have theirs, but I'm not really concerned about their part of the conversation because I've, because I'm pretty confident, even though he said, and I said, quoting, we just put it together as we were going along. We didn't really have a plan. We were just kind of putting it and editing it together as we were going. And uh, I mean, is it, is it really our job to to make sure that the, these uh, audiences satisfied narratively or just tell a story? And I go, you're paid to do a job. You can do both. Don't act like you can't have a really good story and satisfy the audience. That's complete mm. horse crap. Mm. And... The level of arrogance under that statement is a is a man who's clearly not ready for the spotlight, and he needs to. And hopefully, this is a humbling experience for him. I don't wish anything bad for the guy, but this is a humbling experience, and this is the audience's conversation back. I think it's sad to see Samuel L. Jackson put in this kind of position, and uh, I think what's the biggest deterrent going on uh, on top of what you were saying, Marley, is the reason you don't feel anything because of what's happening is in order to, for a spy thriller to work, there needs to be tension. There needs to be stakes. And the director openly said that he wasn't interested in making a, a thriller or those kind of elements. He wanted to tell a story about betrayal and loss, but even by the end of those episodes... Graphic and the story that he wants to tell, Graphic and uh, Nick Fury never really have that conversation. They never actually meet or have that conversation. And when we think they do, it's a fake out. So none of that matters. Every mm. scroll should have never had a, oh, that's who they are. Every time we meet a character, we know they're going to be a scroll. There should have it should have been only from the point of view of the characters, only from their point of view. Graphic should have been almost like a mystery character. You don't know what he looks like. He could be anybody. That shows the terror. And then all of a sudden, oh, Gravik shows up, episode two or three, in his like more comfortable form that he shows off or something. And he could be anywhere at any time. But instead, he tells it in some of the most poor ways I've seen a spy thriller told to where there are moments where I was actively laughing. I'm like, are you, are you kidding me? And the monologues, man, the monologues where Gravik would have these characters and... I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna give respect to King. It's a Kingsley Benadir because I've seen him in better things. I've seen him in Peaky Blinders. I love Peaky Blinders. I like that. He show was just a lot. in Barbie. So. He was just in Barbie. Yeah, he was. <laughs> he was in Barbie, and that's where oh. I'll forever call him now. Uh, that's the image. I'm always gonna remember him. It's like, bro, bro. And, and to, to to be fair or yeah. to be honest, is that like when I was watching Secret Invasion, I was just like, I was just thinking like, that's Ken. Yeah, like I didn't see it. I didn't see it as grav. I didn't see him as graphic. I was like, that's Ken. <laughs> no, right yeah, there. I just saw him like, as Ken. No, me too. Uh -huh. That's all I could think of. It's like, oh man, now you just that's all you're gonna be for, remember for now, bro. Not even Peaky Blinders anymore. Right. Um, <laughs> not even Peaky Blinders. But hey, it's a paycheck, and he he was fun as Ken. He was funny. So mm -hmm. a Ken. Uh, but that does break down to the the biggest problem in it. He would have these moments where he'd be like, "It's a war. It's a war." And you're just like fighting all this. And why is the scrolls fight? Why are the scrolls fighting? They're fighting because Nick Fury made a promise that in the original movie he didn't. And if they couldn't find a planet and they have space traveling technology, why are why is he to blame? What like you guys couldn't find it? What made you think he could? 
he has less technology than you guys did. The whole story, the whole setup doesn't make any sense. And I think that also ironically stems from a uh, misunderstanding of the lore. They're basing the whole thing based on the comic of the secret war of the um, invasion, secret invasion comic run. But the scrolls are some of the oldest MCU villains. They, yeah, they have their nuances, but them, the Kree empire are, are rivals for a reason. They're two big empires. And when the first Marvel's movie, uh, Captain Marvel introduced them, they were kind of twisted as being like, Oh no, they're refugees. And then you're like, okay, but now with this new series, it kind of twists it to being like, oh, well, when refugees come and visit your planet, they might try to take it over from the inside out and make it into their uh, culture and, and planet. And uh, that's kind of a, uh, I don't know about that message. It, it, it's like Marvel trying to eat its, have its cake and eat it too. It wants a more darker line, but it's not willing to go all the way with it and not give definitive lines in the sand of who's what, what's faction, what's going on here. Um, the yeah. cast feels way too small for an event like this. And for a budget of 212, you just don't feel it. You just don't yeah. feel it at all. Uh, let's see here. Um, some great points made by Ray Infra, uh, Infra I'm going to get to in a minute. So this series, so um, you have the showrunner here. Um, who is Kyle Bradstreet? Um, he did. He worked on Mr. Robot, which Mr. Robot is very good. It's an excellent show. If nobody's ever checked out the show out with uh, Rami Malek, very very great show. Um, seems like it would be a, a decent choice if you're going to do a kind of a espionage type spy thing. Uh, the director uh, who directed all these episodes, uh, Ali uh, uh, Ali uh, Simili, uh, Salemi, um, he directed all the episodes here. Ali Salim. Salim, uh, he directed uh, all the episodes for this. Um, so yeah, I mean, with with this series, you know, I think one thing about it is with the Secret Invasion, with the scrolls, Marley and Duska, right? You're supposed to have a sense of anybody could be a scroll, and you're constantly, you know, looking over, you know what I mean? Going, could this person be a scroll? Could this person be a scroll? And even with the first episode of it opening up with Martin Freeman, and then boom, he's a scroll. Um, it's kind of like, well, you could almost see that kind of coming, I think, mm -hmm. um, and, and kind of happening. And there, you're going to be working with such a limited cast, I think, of who you can bring on, and that's going to be like a big reveal of who could be a scroll, because it's like, well, who can we have that's kind of B tier, C tier? Because you're not going to have it where Iron Man pops up and you're going to discover Iron Man all the whole time was a scroll, or Captain America the whole time was a scroll. You're not going to have it. I think that's uh -huh. the biggest sin is they could have made this work, but it needed to have been instead of phase four, secret invasion should have been phase four. Secret invasion should have been a we're planting the seeds for secret invasion in phase four. You let everything else happen. So everything after Endgame did happen. But then slowly after that, the scroll invasion, because of the incidents that happened, people are letting their guard down after Endgame. And so the scrolls, some of them, uh, a lot of a major amount of them want to take over. Well, the small ones who were first there are like, no, 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 this can be our new home until we find a new one. We can Talos is like, no, we can work this out. But he's a minority among the Skrull Empire. And so he's trying to work with Nick Fury, but eventually it's just too much. And so Hera, Hera throughout it, start, you know, taking over. And you don't know who's who after Endgame. That could lead to some really interesting things. It the set it, it could this could have worked on a much smaller scale, but ultimately, in order to have the impact it wanted, this needed to be big scale. This needed to have been a longer setup. This needed to have been over time. Season had been planted of a type of invasion, and then Phase 5 came come in with the invasion actually impact, with going into the Scroll Empire fight, the Kree Empire getting involved, Nova Corps could get introduced fully at that point because of Guardians, and it becomes a, ah, oh, crap. We got to defend planet Earth or, or deal with a galactic war we don't want to get involved in. Instead of doing the yeah. multiverse, you could still have that while introducing these outer cosmic characters that then sets up maybe if they want to wait till later, a, uh, a um, Galactus moment later. Yeah. The introducing that kind of stuff because now people are more, oh, this whole space stuff has been happening. Well, Galactus now is going to get involved, and now we have the Silver Surfer, and then 
oh no, but now we have an older team of the Fantastic Four, and we can let them exist in the '60s and whatever, along with the the original Commandos and other crap. I don't know. There's a lot of ways they could have gone about it. I'm just gonna say it right now. I think Secret Invasion should have been a movie, like. Like it's a six-hour movie, like right yeah. now, but it should have been cut down to at least a two-hour, two-hour, two-hour and a half movie. Yeah. And I've been saying this since the beginning. I think that the MCU, like television, like not even counting like Daredevil and all the all the Netflix stuff. I They're think separate. I think WandaVision is the only television MCU show, like te- television show, it, because it's the one that actually stuck to the TV format, and people keep on like kind of like pushing back at me saying like oh if the they had longer if they had longer episodes or more episodes then everything would make more sense WandaVision had no. the same amount of episodes like they actually knew how to write for TV that mm-hmm. all these all the shows pretty much post WandaVision are really mm-hmm. just are really just 6 hour movies at that at that yeah. point yeah no, you're absolutely right, Marley. You're absolutely right. That's actually a problem I've noticed with all of them is the fir- for WandaVision with all its faults in the latter half of the series, where it kind of falls apart within its mm-hmm. own premise. I do television has a completely different uh, writing when it comes to even movies or other formats. And with television, one of the most important things you want to do per episode is you want to have a cyclical arc. So you can have an overall theme, an overall story that's happening. But in each episode, like in one division, had a we were set in this time, and then an event happens, and then by the end, the arc closes, and the story kind of the story within its own little world gets wrapped up. But the overall story keeps you pull, pulled along because oh, what's going to happen next episode? Then we've solved this end, but there's a bigger story overall. But with everything afterwards, they just kind of treat it as it's this one long eight six to ten a six to eight hour movie. And that's just not how television works. That's not how episodes work. There's no individual arcs, no individual uh, completions, no individual wrap-ups of character or at least transitions of different characterizations. And it just feels like, yeah, one movie could have finished what this was. It could have taken a phase to set this up, properly set it up, and then a movie to finally catapult it and end it. Or at least do something with this. No. Um, let's see here. Radio from a tree said, uh, Agents of Shield uh, did this story with Life Model Decoy so much better, uh, not that long ago. This also that also hurts the show really bad. I do remember that. I do remember that arc yeah. in the Agents of Shield where they did the Life Model Decoys. I do remember that. Um, that was kind of a decent arc of Agents yeah. of Shield. Yeah. Uh, Agents of Shield is, is a rough show. It has its good moments and its bad moments. But yeah, Agents of Shield ironically did a much better. Sc- invasion of the scrolls situation a body snatcher situation than this did and th- that one at least had proper setup over time so and i think like mm-hmm. th- like the reason why agents of shield and and wandavision feel different and uh like like i said it, it's like it's following like the tv format and like not to like kind of like go back like to the whole writer strike and stuff like that mm-hmm. how the writers are pushing for like writers rooms Mm-hmm. Like and like they they how and how the studios want like these mini rooms where you have like only a couple writers kind of like bouncing ideas off of, like mm-hmm. this show like is kind of like that that template for like what how mini rooms are basically destroying like the MCU on how mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure like there was only like like I I don't really know because I wasn't there but like right. as far it, but this is basically the template for like like the studios like going all in on mini rooms and why that's terrible because if this was like a traditional like writer's room like like type show then you would have multiple writers kind of like bouncing ideas off and kind of like tying up like all these loose ends and it yeah it just it just didn't feel like cohesive at all and it's just i don't know it's a, it, i was really disappointed by everything that, I, that mm-hmm. everything that i saw and it's I don't know. It's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think with this series, I, I mean, like I said, I was excited for it, excited for the concept, what they would do. Um, excited to see kind of Samuel Jackson getting a chance to, to show off, you know, more about Nick Fury. Uh, but, you know, Dusk is right. I mean, it came with a lot of just him coming back and him being told repeatedly 
Um, you know, he's broken down, he's old, and he can't do it anymore. Um, I remember I had this conversation, I think, with yeah, Sage from Radiant from Maturity, who's here in the chat. I think, I mean, you know, he, I mean, there are scenes where he is running, and it is, I mean, a guy who's 70 plus running because Samuel Jackson is yeah. 70 plus. So, I mean, you do get some of those scenes like that. Um, he's 70 plus, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 70. holy. Sh- <laughs> I would have never have guessed that. I was just like, yeah. Um, so yeah, I um, mean, you do kind of get that a little bit, but I mean, if he's running this huge space station in the sky, you know, Saber that's supposed to be protecting the entire planet because his focus is not on just you know the United States anymore or you know foreign domestic terrorism. It's global, you know, universe terrorism now. It's like I don't understand how you're going to say that about this character right. that he's kind of old and broken down now. Um, to say some kind of positives about it, I, I do like Olivia Coleman in this. I think she has some, I think she does some good, you know, scene chewing moments in this. And I, I do like some of her bits in here. Um, I think that Ben Mendelsohn, um, as Talos coming back, I like Ben Mendelsohn just as an actor. I think, you know, uh, I, I think he's going to, you know, he's got great character actor in him and, you know, him popping up. And I do like a lot of stuff he kind of does. Um, I think there's a moment with him that, you know, what happened to him in this, I just like, I, you know, even though I do kind of like his character, I was like, I didn't really feel any impact from it, really. Um, and then, then it's just maybe because how poorly that whole kind of was set up and um, a lot of the kind of action and visual effects in the series are not impressive whatsoever. Um, I don't think even when they kind of do them, um, you know, some deaths in here um, that do kind of happen. Now, we, I guess we can do a yeah, spoiler talk with this. Um, you know, like, for instance, Coldy Smolders, who dies, uh, Maria Hill. I mean, again, you're trying to have some impact, and Maria has been here for a while. She's been here for a long time since, you know, the very first uh, Avengers film, and you've seen her pop up progressively in other uh, MCU stuff. She's um, been a mainstay. You, you know, yeah, she's she's been a mainstay of it. Um, do you think kind of moments like that have impact when you do see kind of deaths or when you do see characters turn out no, to be No, because it was stupid. Mm. This is yeah. a whole spy game. You're telling me. Since they've been, the scrolls have been on his planet for a while. First of all, the fact that young Nick Fury even allowed that and didn't have a, a didn't have a technology immediately created to know when a scroll is a scroll, and even if they didn't have that technology on him at that time, uh, because they even show, oh, if you cut a scroll, it's, their blood turns purple, and immediately shows off uh, that they're a scroll. Or they didn't have a technology. I can't see a certain uh, infrared, or they have a certain frequency that they show off that I can tell. Oh, that's a scroll. Or I have an X-ray goggle bullshit thing that I can't see that you're a scroll. Even with that, simple spy games. Maria Hill going up the hill shows off hand signal. We have a unique hand signal or calling card that we have between each other as spies. And if you don't answer me within the first second, I say what I'm saying. I'm gonna shoot you dead because I'm assume you're a scroll. They didn't do any of that, so she just she just dies, and I'm supposed to feel bad about it. And then later on, her, her mom's being like, "How could you let that happen? How could you let all that happen?" It's like, well, to be fair, ma'am, I was trying to stop a dirty bomb, which wasn't treated like a dirty bomb because I don't know about you guys, uh, when a dirty bomb goes off and on, and it's in such a small area, uh, and they said, "Oh." Clearly, only a couple hundred, a couple people died there. But then the news team says, "Oh, two thousand died." I'm like, "You weren't watching the same broadcaster." Does the show even know what a dirty bomb is? Because you're just doing permanent radiation damage to that small area, permanent damage for the next couple of decades. I know the scrolls don't care because of radiation, but he would still get shrapnel damage. Like he'd still get really hurt, and the kinetic blast wouldn't stop any of that. And mm. There's just so many things wrong from a from a story point of view that none of the deaths or impacts happen because you know well of course it's going to happen and there's so many moments where you just go why isn't this character killing another character why why isn't you're alone why aren't you doing anything or uh, so many things that uh, radiant for immaturity bring, brings up like uh, at one point he's in a meeting with a room it's like aren't you tired of guys being in human form and not in your scroll form to live in your own skin, even though they sit alone in a room and they're all in human form, completely alone, and they could all just be in the scroll forms. And mm. you're drinking their food, eating their wine. I'm like, yeah, 
and what's in graphics plan i'm gonna blow up the planet kill all the humans with radiation then we'll take it over what are you gonna take over just because the radiation doesn't kill you doesn't mean all life on the planet will die all the infrastructure will be gone you won't be hiding anymore and i gotta be honest if the rest of the universe slash galaxies are, and I said it before when we were previously talking about it, but if the rest of the universe has said, hey, don't trust the Skrull, they're bad, and they've been kicked off of every planet they've tried to go to, at a certain point, you have to think, maybe it's not them, maybe it's us. Maybe we're just really bad, and there's a reason why we're kicked off by every planet. It's because then we try to take over the planet and kill them. <laughs> Uh, I yeah, mean, yeah. Marley, what do you, what do you, what do you think? Do you have, do you feel any impact with some of the deaths, um, that characters no. that you, no, <laughs> no, not at all. Because like, to be honest, like when Maria Hill first di dies in like the first episode, I thought two things. I thought, I thought one, like, okay, uh, Colby Smulders is just like, I, I get me out of this universe. I don't want to do this anymore. Uh, or they couldn't they couldn't afford her like disney couldn't afford like colby smolders anymore because she's a, a lot bigger actress than, than she is when than when they first got her or if the show was actually smart they could have like revealed that 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 was a scroll like from the first episode that's what i was kind of like hoping yeah. for and she gets the, killed and it's a scroll and you're like oh oh my god yeah that would have been like a that would be that would have been impactful just because the Rhea like, Mariah Hills have been taken away for a long time now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I, I I didn't feel anything about any of the deaths and mm -mm. <laughs> yeah I I, I just, to kind of like I know that we're kind of poo pooing on on this like on the show justifiably so but I just kind of want I I I need to know a behind the scenes on this entire mm -hmm. show, like a true behind the scenes, because like this, the show was shot during COVID. And I wonder if there is, cause like throughout the entire like series, I, there's this, all of the scenes felt really off. Kind of like there was like, there's some reshoots, like maybe someone like there, got COVID there like reshoots. here and there. And yeah. And good. I, it, it just felt like it, it, nothing really felt connected. Even like when two characters are like, talking, like mm -hmm. each other it felt like one person was like on one set and another person was on another set Every, everything just felt disconnected like at least for me mm -hmm. yeah. no yeah there was very much a lack of chemistry between conversations for a show that had a lot of conversations in a single room mm -hmm. everything felt very sterile there's no tension there's no uh, plots unfolding there's no plans being done everything we're just being monologued and talked to um yeah, honestly, that that's true. And um, oh. another thing, I want, uh, Radiant Never True brought this up. So, uh, how do you guys feel about him having a, a a wife, a scroll wife? How do you about that whole side plot? Whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, whatever. No, that should have been like an impact. Like him having a wife. Sure, it makes sense. That could have been some meat on them bones. That could have been something. She didn't have to be a scroll. She could be anything else. But the fact that oh, he lives a secret life. We could have learned some more about Nick Fury as a person, but instead, she comes off as being extremely arrogant. And yeah, she doesn't choose to kill Nick Fury, but she was also down with the let's let's explode the planet plot and get our planet. This whole damn series is like a nine-year-old being angry that a that a mean man didn't get my promise. He promised me a planet and I'm yeah. going to destroy billions of lives to get it. And then later he's just like, oh, but for every life you, I took, it broke my broke my heart. And you're like, get the fuck out of here. Get out of yeah. here with this crap, this tripe. Um, um, I'll say one good thing. I'll say one good thing. <laughs> there is a moment when he's being uh, when Samuel Jackson is leaving. And he goes to Rhodey and goes, uh, even when I'm out, I'm still in. And I'm like, yeah, that's a little bit of Nick Fury for like five seconds. And then he, <laughs> and then he lists the next scene. He then is like tiredly sits on a bench in exhaustion. Like, oh, I'm like, no, no, you had him. He was there. Uh, 
Yeah, so Radiant from Maturity said, so to Marley's point, so they did do reshoots for it. Um, he said he read, uh, uh, they, did, they did reshoots half the show because it was going to focus on the geopolitical conflicts between the U.S. and Russia, and then the real-life invasion of Ukraine happened. So I guess that was part of the reason why they shifted uh, there in it. Um, then don't do that. Yeah. Just do uh, it based so. on the scrolls. Uh, um. Yeah, so when it comes down to, I guess, to wrap up some kind of get into final thoughts, rating for it. Um, yeah, I would say. Well, are we going to talk about that? Are we going to talk about that the horrendous final final battle scene? Oh yeah, I mean, I, the all CG gonna, fight. Yeah, so I was I was just going to bring that up about like yeah the final episode of this. Um, it's probably it's the worst final episode in any of these Disney Plus shows. I think by far, and I usually, I'm the, always, I always say with these series of how they conclude them is always the worst part because they always rush to the ending. It always just doesn't make any sense. It always is like a big CGI battle that happens. It's the same thing that happened in Moon Knight, uh, WandaVision. Um, yeah, and some have avoided it, like uh, Loki didn't do that. She-Hulk didn't do that, but that's typically how a lot of these kind of end, and this was the worst version of that. Um, that Amelia Clark as Gaia turns into a super scroll, who I think Amelia Clark really wasted in this series. I thought she was very, just not very she good in it. Note the entire show. Um, and you could have done... She cut off a finger. She cut off a finger. Oh! So... <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> And the whole thing with the her being the super scroll and you know taking the super scroll DNA, um, it it kind of just was an excuse to have a list of kind of basically cameos, basically. Even though all the the most of the DNA was people that it's like they kind of all do the same thing. It's like you have the DNA of Winter Soldier and the DNA of Captain America. It's like that kind of they're the same. That's the same thing. So why include that in there? Like they have also the DNA of the Hulk. It's like. It's a lot of just strong guys. Like Drax is also in there. Um, I feel and like his tattoos. Got, and his tattoos. Uh, and the th rings. And the ring, like Ebony Maw from like Thanos, part of his crew. Um, so that means know. Ebony Maw, in order for them to get his DNA, somebody from the scrolls had to then root around a brick to find just to find the brick that smacked him in the head at one point to collect that DNA. Yeah. And I just find that entertaining. The thing yeah. do that. Um, Renee says, Has Amelia Clark been good at anything? She was good. I thought she was good in Game of Thrones. I thought she was, she was fine as Khaleesi. She, uh, you know what? You know what the biggest problem with uh, uh, with uh, Amelia Clark is she is a very cute, she's a very cute woman. She has a lovely smile, and she needs to be in stuff that actually utilizes her uh, very uh, her cute and charm and ability because she's actually a very charming actress. And she needs to be in like romantic comedies or smaller, uh, a small little movies where she can really shine. Typecasting her as this badass, stoic badass is yeah. not the right role for her. It never has been. She's always better when she's like when she's just playing these more um, kind and good and kind of cheeky characters, or even just the sweeter, sweeter characters. Get her in some romantic comedies; she'll knock people's socks off. I'm, yeah. I'm telling she was you. In that what was that? I forgot the romantic comedy movie with Henry Golding. I've got the name of it. Uh, uh, got the name of it. Um, Marla, what are your thoughts on the finale? Um, it, same as same as like the entire show. Like I didn't feel anything. Like it, it, last Christmas. Like, I, like oh, here's less. like like I know I said like WandaVision is like my favorite of of like the Disney Plus shows just because like it's like an actual show and I I will actually argue that I actually do like the finale and it actually I I know what Disney is trying to Disney and Marvel are trying to do like with these Disney Plus shows they're trying to get us excited for like the next thing and and whether they do that to like success or not like I think that like like WandaVision, I was excited for like Multiverse of Madness and like the next project. Like after that, like here, like I'd see them trying to like lead into like I don't even see them leading leaning into Loki Loki season two. I see them trying to lean into like like the Marvels. I to be honest, I'm not that excited for like the Marvels after like Secret Invasion. Like it's <laughs> it, it's like uh. I. 
I feel like I'm outgrowing the MCU at this point. It's just like it, like everything that happened in like this finale. It just was. It's like I didn't feel anything. I I hate to be repeating myself, but it's just it that that's just exactly how I felt like throughout the like this entire like series and even the finale. Like yeah, like I will I'm I will praise like the visual effects artists for like working on like that scene even though it looked really bad i'm sure that they worked really long hours and like disney should pay like their writers their actors and their visual effects like like artists like a living wage just so they don't like just so they're they're not overworked but yeah i don't really know what else to say about the show (laughs) and also like the question with that is how does she know which each of those people do like I mean, as far as we know, she's never encountered them. So, like, when she has Mantis's powers, how does she know that Mantis can put people to sleep or do any of yeah, that? Yeah, there's like no that. way she should have been able to beat Gravik, even with all those powers. There's no way. Um, um, she has none, none of the training, none of the skill to actually utilize it. But she's just another girl boss in the MCU, and it doesn't yeah. matter. She's just going to be what? better than the person that came before. Yeah. Well, she did also have Captain Marvel's DNA, so that's part of the main reason right i mean she also won um which is pretty much yeah i don't know i don't know how they're gonna move with her character going forward because she's so op'd at the moment so i don't know what they're Mm -hmm. gonna do with the character i don't know just ignore her character i i doubt that she'll come back in i don't know i don't know what they're they're just gonna ignore it yeah like hulk he's got a son now and at the end of shield what a fucking waste of that they didn't they didn't forgot about that they they (laughs) What a I'm I'm sorry. What the MCU TV shows have been complete crap aside from Moon Knight and the first two thirds of uh WandaVision. Everything else has just been tripe. The I first of, episode I, of Moon Knight is is great. Everything after that, yeah. I, I, I'm not I, I understand. Like yeah. I'm okay with that happens it had its moments later in Moon Knight, but I'm also with you, Marley, and the that first episode, I was completely there for it. And then it it just didn't hold up to that after that point, unfortunately. I think, I think Loki is pretty solid. I think Loki is pretty solid. I think it has the best finale out of any of these shows. I think Loki does, even though it's kind of like eh, you know on the show. But I think it has the yeah. best finale out of all of them. Um, <sighs> and the and the trailer for Loki two actually had like what eighty million views on it for season two. The trailer for it. So I don't know if that. I mean, that doesn't really mean that a lot of people are going to watch it, but. Mm-hmm. I don't know. When so, does it come out? Uh, do, 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 I, I, uh, let me see real quick. But um, Marla, do you want to give your final thoughts and rating for Secret Invasion? <laughs> I, I, final thoughts. That's basically exactly what I just said. Like this is, uh, like I didn't feel anything throughout this throughout this entire like series. Like I really feel bad for the MCU and feel bad for like anyone that like worked on this that had to like that had to answer to anyone and just and and got this pushed out because now like this secret invasion is on like their resume and like and i don't think they'll ever be able to shake this and like even like <laughs> the like the good performances that we did get from from secret invasion like that everyone like this this is like like it's the shit stain like on on their resume that they're it's like that everyone's gonna be like oh well you're in this like <laughs> everyone's gonna be like, uh, j- just always gonna be like uh, wondering like oh should we cast you because you're in the show I, I don't know it's it's I was totally underwhelmed by it I'm not excited for really anything that the MCU is going to be putting out just based on the finale and just like the entire vibes like this show was like putting out and I don't know it's just it, it felt it was so boring like I didn't care but I know I'm repeating myself but yeah, yeah. so yeah what would what would your rating be um well I, I'll skip it Skip it. Skip Burn it. it. Wow. <laughs> Do you think so? Is this the worst MCU thing, movie, show, anything? Oh, by far. By far. By far. Okay. Yeah. All right. Because um, at least, yeah. like, all of the other, like, MCU, like, as I know, like, all, all of them aren't great 
except for WandaVision. I will go, I will die on that hill that WandaVision is the best one. Uh, at least I felt something throughout, th- throughout most of them. Like even Captain America, uh, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, uh, just like, I, I, like I felt something there. Like it tr- had something to say. Secret Invasion didn't feel like it had, an- didn't feel like it had anything to say. And that's really unfortunate. Hmm. Okay. So skip it for Marley. Dust. Burn it. Burn it. Oh, you should change. Burn it. Burn it. Okay. Uh, Dust. What's our lowest rating? Uh, waste of fucking film is our lowest one. All right. It, this is a waste of fucking film. Uh, I agree wholeheartedly on a lot of things that Marley has said. I, uh, sh- everything else has been kind of bad. I've had Winter Soldier had its points. Even I think what it was trying to say was a little strange and it didn't always land on what it was trying to say. You're right. At least it was trying to say something. It was trying to go for something and I got what I was trying to go for despite all of it. This is uh, She-Hulk was stupider than this. It was incompetently written and it was made by a writing team of uh, people who clearly didn't know about She-Hulk, didn't care about it, and made it to fail just to laugh at people was saying aha you you made a stupid show that was bad i didn't think they were ever going to top this but somehow secret invasion is worse than that because it had it's it had the balls to do more damage to the mcu than it already has done it at this point irreparable damage it brings up questions that they know he's just openly said eh kevin feige will figure it out or they won't or whatever it's a it's a it's um we have the excuse now is the multiverse. And maybe they'll show up in the multiverse. Who knows? The get out of jail free card for my consequences. And I'm like, nobody cares anymore. Nobody. Ca- I don't care. I've been saying this uh, like since Endgame. Let it breathe for a while. Endgame was a good point to just... You, you have a couple movies. Tie up some loose ends. Wrap up some characters. Let them be in a better sitting point that you had them at Endgame. And then... Just let it coast for the next five to six years. Just do small shows occasionally. Nothing big, nothing connected to the MCU. Keep your animated teams doing fun stuff with characters. Or if you want to do like a small little show, don't connect to the MCU, but let them have a, oh, this is the premise of this character. Oh, they're in the team of this. Let's go it. Like a a werewolf by night. He's not going to show up in the MCU, but it's fun to see. We have the character. Let's do something fun. Let passions reign at that point. And then if we want to tie that into the MCU, we can. Otherwise, it was a fun little show. But this, this, this is upsetting. And I usually don't get too upset when it comes to shows. I usually try to, I I play up stuff, but I usually don't. I'm like, eh. But this, this is just such a waste. It's a waste of time. It's a waste of the actors. It's a waste of the writers. It's a waste of the money. It's a waste of these special effects is people's time. Those poor special effects people's time and all that that went into this. This is a waste of Sam L. Jackson, a waste of um, Moby Smuller, a waste of Emily Clark, poor girl getting typecast, a waste of Ben Michelson, a waste of everybody's time. If uh, And I think it's done irreparable damage. And it's the MCU is never going to come back from this. It either has two choices now. Forget this show ever exists or retcon it to hell retcon it into oblivion and mm. uh, i don't know which is worse but i can tell you this uh way back when i was telling everybody else when we were talking whether or not we were going to be excited for this i my prediction was i will wait and see well the time has cometh. <laughs> we saw and it's a waste of fucking film we came, we saw, we conquered. We conquered. Well, we didn't conquer. We didn't but, conquer. But... <laughs> no, we realized it was a waste of time, and now we're leaving. Yeah. Uh, it's like a drunken party. And you just look back hmm. and go, oh, wow. this. Uh, we're never going to be able to repair this. We better just leave. Yeah. Um, with also being one of the lowest rated uh, MCU anything... Um, this is also kind of one of the least watched uh, Disney Plus shows um, as well with Secret Invasion. And you think, I mean, even, you know, that's not even like viewership decreased as the series went on. It just right out the gate now a lot of people are watching it. And you would think so. I mean, Samuel Jackson, huge star as he is, would just get a lot of people to, you know, to just 
get in, interested in the series. Um, but that wasn't even like a big draw. Um, but, you know, like I said, viewership for Loki season two, which is coming out in October, by the way, um, seems like interest in that is high. I don't know if that's going to translate to people actually really watching the show, but we'll see. Um, yeah, I was incredibly disappointed by this show. Um, I, you know, I don't understand why they spent over $200 million on this, even with reshoots. I, I don't understand why that budget is so high for a six-episode miniseries. Um, this was, I thought, didn't really focus enough on the espionage, enough on the spy kind of thriller aspect here that I thought that this was going to deliver on, that you kind of would want for something like Secret Invasion to keep you kind of, you know, guessing, you know, who's the scroll and who isn't a scroll. Um, it did the, you know, traditional Disney Plus show ending with these things with the massive cgi battle at the end um i thought that was completely unnecessary and i had it had no weight to it at all um and like marley said i mean i don't really blame all the visual effects people i'm sure they worked hard on it but yeah it, it didn't look good um and to Dust's point yeah it was it was a waste waste of potential waste of good talent that you had here of actors as you could have done really something good with um i think some people come out somewhat good like i said olivia coleman i think a lot of her scenes were good um i thought that uh kinsley bendeer um, even though he is overacting and kind of chewing the scenery, I think sometimes it does work and it is kind of effective um, that he's, he's at least, you know, giving some passion into it. Um, but yeah, I, I think this is a, a big disappointment. Um, is this the worst Disney Plus show? Looking at all of them. Uh, right now, I think, yeah, it is. I think it is probably the worst Disney Plus show. Is this the worst MCU anything that they've ever done, show or movie? Um, I don't know. I'd have to think about that a little bit longer, but it's it's probably way down there for sure. Um, because like I said, it just didn't make you feel anything. Um, you know, these reveals get happen of who's a scroll and who isn't a scroll. Like you have these kind of C list, D list characters, like you know Martin Freeman. He was a scroll. Okay, I mean, I I don't really care about Martin Freeman's character all that much to be honest with you. You know, he didn't have much impact in the world. Um, you know. Uh, and they tried to do a little bit of a bigger one with like Rhodey, you know, um, James Rhodes, um, Don Cheadle's character. Um, and there's even some, like you said, I think they are going to retcon some things because the director um, of this series came out and said like, oh, I think he kind of got switched out after Civil War was when he got switched out. But then people going like, well, that completely ruins him in Endgame and Infinity War and all these other movies. He so doesn't care. You know, they might just retcon and say, oh, well, it happened after Endgame. That's when it, that's part of it. They're going to retcon that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So I think my final rating for this would be a. I, I just don't think there's really that much really there for people to really enjoy about it. Um, you, know, it you know, so I would kind of give it a, a skip it on the verge of a burn it uh, there. So that's what I would kind of give Secret Invasion. Um, yeah. So Marley had it with a burn it and Dusk had it with a waste of fucking film. Um, yeah. And I kind of there with a, yeah, skip it, burn it type situation there for a secret invasion.